The journey of faith is often filled with obstacles, trials, and struggles. And quite honestly, sometimes it just feels like we're roaming in the wilderness in this culture, in this society. We might be asking, is the Bible relevant to what is going on in our world today? On this podcast, we'll discuss the relevance of the Bible to today's current events and society. Let's welcome in Voice in the Modern Wilderness host, Greg Walden. Thank you, Pastor Jeremiah. I wish to welcome all of you to the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, where our goal is to reach the lost for Christ and to spark a national revival in our land. Hello and welcome to Voice in the Modern Wilderness. This is your host, Greg Walden. In this episode, we are talking about violence in our nation. Over the past weekend, there was two mass shootings in our nation at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, and another one in Dayton, Ohio, with many people killed. I wish to offer my prayers and condolences uh, to those uh, family members, friends, loved ones, to those who were injured and lost their lives in these senseless shootings, which sadly have become a regular part of life in America in our modern day. It's sad that we have to experience this. It's sad that these things happen. But unfortunately, as I'm going to discuss in this episode, hopefully we can shed a little bit of light on on this subject it's not going to be the full reason why, obviously, because there's many reasons why. and I mean, we can talk about this until Jesus comes back. But I'm just going to give a brief synopsis of my take on this issue. So if you're looking to the politicians for answers to this problem of violence in our country, you're wasting your time. They will never solve this problem in our country. And in my opinion, most of them are part of the problem in our country, but that is just my political opinion because they, through their actions in all three branches of government, have decided that morality is evil and all our Judeo-Christian values that instituted this fine nation should be tossed out of all of our public schools. If you read the news, it is the same song and dance, a mass shooting, and the only solution they can come up with is gun control, which has failed from the beginning and will continue to fail now and in the future because the guns are not the problem. This issue is a societal issue and a spiritual issue. Unless this is addressed, it doesn't matter if you ban every gun in the country, you will still have mass violence just with different methods of enacting them. You may ask why is a podcast like this talking about political issues? Why should this podcast ask these questions? This is a biblical issue, and I believe churches have stayed silent about these problems in our society. People want answers for all these mass shootings, and they are not going to get them from Washington. So without further ado, let's dig into why I believe we have so much violence in our nation. 1. We are living in a fallen world full of sinful people. Mark 7 verses 21 through 23 states, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. 
While we are talking about violence in our nation today, it is just one of many sins that come out of being in a fallen and sinful world. Some people are just plain given to evil. And in the example of the mass shooter, has given to evil to shoot up as many people as they can. Two, parents are no longer being parents to their kids. Rather, they are more concerned with being their kids' friends. This is not hard to see. Ray Charles can see it clear as day. The kids in our country are ruling the homes, and the parents are just going along for the ride. No discipline. The kids get spoiled. Society's solution to a kid's behavior problem nowadays? Dope the kid up on psychotropics. Diagnose the kid with some mental disorder psychiatrist jargon. Back in my day, you acted up, you got your rear end spanked. Didn't cost thousands of dollars in psychiatrist visits and hundreds of dollars for psychotropics and was pretty effective. Go to Walmart at almost any given day or time and you will witness a child tossing a fit over something. I have literally been at Walmart at 5 or 6 a.m. And lo and behold, you could hear screaming across the store, kid tossing a fit. I'm sure it's probably by the toy section or the candy section, one of the two sections. There's going to be a kid throwing a fit. Guaranteed. You can hardly ever go into Walmart without witnessing this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty frequent occurrence. So most of the time, the child tosses a fit, and dad and mom buys them whatever toy candy they were tossing a fit over to shut them up to avoid being embarrassed in public. Kid learns tossing a fit equals reward and thus encourages more bad behavior. Kids nowadays do not learn the simple word no. Proverbs 13 verse 24 states, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Of course, there is difference with biblical scholars on if this verse actually means corporal punishment or rather means providing guidance, but I am of the opinion corporal punishment is part of the process of providing guidance, but obviously the parent's job is to provide total guidance to the child, both positive and disciplinary. They are to encourage their children, teach them about God, Jesus, and His Word. The Bible states we are to raise our children in the way they should go. Proverbs 22, verse 6 states, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. If we raise our children to fear the Lord and walk in His ways, they will eventually follow that training. If we raise our children like animals, then they will behave like animals later on. This verse applies to all ways children are raised, good and bad. Third, our nation has decided that God has no place in our society. They have tossed the Bible out of schools in the 1940s, prayer out of schools in the 1960s, and have been waging war against all public expression and displays of Christian material in an attempt to keep God out of the public sphere. Psalm 9.17 states, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. You don't have to be Ray Charles to see this happening in our nation. Pastor and evangelist John Hagee has stated many times, quote, When you reject the truth, the only thing to believe is a lie, unquote. And our nation has bought so many lies. 
When you cast out the author of life, you invite death. The Bible states in John 10 verse 10, The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life, indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. And also states in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Our nation has told God to hit the door and don't let the door hit you on the rear end on the way out. So that is an automatic invitation for Satan and hell to move in. And move in they did. And stealing, killing, and destroying is what they do, and that is what they have done to our nation ever since and are doing right now. You would think that people would wake up and realize that tossing God out was a bad idea. But sadly, society keeps doubling down on their rejection of God. They believe government will solve this problem when the problem cannot be resolved by government. Do you want to know where the actual problem in our nation arises from? Just more than just the violence we are talking about? And the Bible gives us a big clue to what it is. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 states, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Think about this, and it goes so very deep and is going to really step on some toes here. God tells us the solution to our problem in our nation, including the violence I am talking about in this podcast, lies with the church, not Washington, D.C., or even unsaved people. Notice God says, quote, If my people, which are called by my name, unquote, this means the church, Christians, saved folk. Then God says, quote, shall humble themselves, unquote, meaning drop our pride, quote, pray and seek my face, unquote. That means start meaning business and being serious, quote, and turn from their wicked ways, unquote. Wow, does that mean we got in our position because the people of God sinned? Sure means that, quote, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and heal their land. Unquote. In addition, Matthew 5, verse 15 states, quote, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Unquote. Given these two verses, I would conclude that it is the failure of believers to do what God has called them to do that has allowed the evil in our nation to flourish to this point where immorality, ungodliness, and violence are glorified and rampant. Two things have happened in America in the past 70 years. One, the church has progressively lost its saltiness. And two, the people of God are caught up in sin and not doing what God has called them to do. Sin has always existed since Adam and Eve. 
We cannot blame sinners for all of this because sinners do what sinners do. But when the church stops being salt and light and being what God has called it to be, it should be no surprise that society embraces evil and it flourishes. I am further going to really go on a limb here and dig even deeper and really kick over some more apple carts. We have an antichrist political party that is in outright war against all that is godly, and you all know who this party is. That is the Democrat Party. Now, God is not a Republican or a Democrat, so I am not going to say vote Republican because God would vote Republican. What I am saying is you have a political organization that has publicly demonstrated that their platform, meaning what they stand for, is Antichrist. Yet many people who state they are Christians and churchgoers will vote for them, in effect, putting them in positions of power to further the national decline into immorality, thus further the reasoning of God's people losing their saltiness. Why do I bring the subject of the Democrat Party up on this episode about violence? The efforts of Democrats have given America the following, and with the help of Christians who voted for them. 1. The Bible taken out of school in the 1940s. 2. Prayer taken out of school in the 1960s. 3. On-demand abortion being legalized in the 1970s. 4. Homosexual marriages being legalized across the nation. 5. Freer divorce laws which have increased fatherless children. Fatherless children are far more likely to get into crime. 6. Children being taught immorality in public schools by their teachers. 7. Christian holidays in public schools being banned along with all Christian displays. 8. Increasing lawlessness. They are now wanting to eliminate all U.S. borders altogether. If you don't understand what lawlessness is, the Bible describes the Antichrist as the lawless one. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9-10. through 10. 9. Indoctrination centers we call public schools and colleges where you pay to have your kid indoctrinated with Antichrist philosophies and ideologies. Your children will go in singing Amazing Grace and graduate singing Anaconda by Nicki Minaj with all on your dime. 10. The list goes on and on, but you get the picture now. The Democrat Party is responsible for the destruction of the Judeo-Christian tenets on which this nation was founded by their party platform and done with the help of Christian voters. You may say, how can I make a statement like this? According to the Religious Landscape Study by the Pew Research Center, 70.6% of Americans claim to be Christian. Only 22.8% consider themselves unaffiliated. Now, of course, none of us are ignorant that a large portion of that 70.6% are just Christian by affiliation only, not really being the genuine article. But let's go with that number. If that were the case, then there should not be a single ungodly person in the national, state, or local government. I know folks who go to church and vote Democrat, and some that even share some Democrat ideas. But many people who go to church and call themselves Christians vote for the very party that fosters the environment that flourishes the evil we are seeing in our nation today 
Thus, we can go back to God's people losing their saltiness because they have become entwined with the world, and thus the reason why God tells them to repent of their wickedness. So, to be honest, we can't blame the Democrats as much as I or most folks would really love to do. Like I said above, they wouldn't be there if they were not voted in. And a society's values can be determined by whom they elect into office. And there we go, back to the issue of today's podcast about violence and other social issues, is that our problem is a societal problem, and that is that we have abandoned God as a nation and thus lost the provisions and protections He gives and have allowed the devil free reign in our nation to do what he does best, that is to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the goals of this podcast is to spark national revival, and our national revival centers around 2 Chronicles 7.14, as stated above, quote, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. If we are to have this revival, God's people are going to have to stand up and speak up for morality in our society by doing the following. 1. Humble ourselves. Repent of the pride we have gotten ourselves into. 2. Pray and seek God's face. We need to mean business with God. We need to be serious that we want morality and godliness back in our nation. 3. Repent of our sin. Repent for our lack of saltiness and wanting to be liked by the world and commit to being the salt and light God called us to be. When we do this, God will hear us, forgive us, and heal our nation. When we start being the salt and light God has called us to be, the enemy will have to flee because he can't stand when God comes back into town. Those that wish to destroy our national morality when God comes back in town will find themselves out of office and out of job because God's people are not going to elect them anymore. Godly people elect godly politicians. Plain and simple. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. The goal of this podcast is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ and spark a national revival in our nation. I pray that the message of these podcasts reaches your heart, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved today, right now. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and asks you to open the door to Him. He desires to save you today and right now. You don't have to do 100 Hail Marys or worry that your life is too dirty for Him to welcome you. You come as you are, dirty and wretched, just like all of us who are saved came to Him at one point in our lives. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him right now. Jesus will do the cleaning. All you need to do is come to Him in humility and repentance for your sins 
and ask Him to forgive you of your sins right now, and He will forgive you of all your sins. He will start a new work in you. He will make you a new creation, and your life will never be the same again. He offers you freedom you have never experienced and joy that you cannot explain. If God's Spirit is convicting you now that the message of the gospel is true, do not ignore it. Open your heart to Jesus now and allow Him to do a new work in you and set you free from sin, death, and hell. If you want to get saved today, please pray along with me right now. Father God, I am convinced the message of the gospel is true and I believe that your only Son, Jesus Christ, came down to earth through the virgin birth, lived a sinless life, and went to the cross of Calvary to lay down his life for my sins and rose again on the third day as evidence of him being the King of kings and Lord of lords, and because he rose again through him, so shall I rise again. Because he conquered the grave, so shall I conquer the grave. I believe Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father and is preparing a place for me in heaven, and I want to repent of my sins right now. I turn away from the sinful lifestyle I have been living and ask you to forgive my sins, and I make you Lord of my life right now. I will read your word and do what you say in your word from this point forward. I surrender my will to your will, Lord Jesus, and one day you are coming again for all those who have believed and put their trust in you so that we may be where you are. I come to you in faith believing and thank you for sacrificing yourself for my sins and receive salvation that you have paid for and offer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me now and making me a new creation. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and I wish to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that I may overcome sin as you have overcome the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have believed and prayed that prayer in faith believing, I wish to rejoice with you and be assured that your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when one lost soul comes to salvation in Christ. And right now there is a party going on in heaven just because you have come home to Jesus. You have escaped the judgment of hell that would have fallen on you had you not received this wonderful salvation. I also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church and talk to the pastor, the deacons, the elders of the church to let them know, hey, I just got saved and give me direction where I should go, help you find a ministry, and fulfill the Great Commission to reach all the lost for Jesus Christ in the world. I wish to thank all of you for listening to my podcast and encourage you to let others know of my podcast series. I am praying that this podcast series will grow and reach more people and would appreciate your help in accomplishing this. I wish all of you God bless and look forward to bringing you more content, so please stay tuned for more podcasts from Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.